It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it's a pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a fantastic and amazing show. I'll be introducing my guests shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour, and it will be fun as always. I just want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I usually do this every single episode. And before I forget, this episode is brought to you by Phone Sites. With Phone Sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. Try it free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. That's P-H-O-N-E-S-I-T-E-S, phonesites.com forward slash B-R-I-A-N. I took a few weeks off recently because some things happened that turned my world upside down. In February, my dad passed away from COVID and pneumonia. And three weeks later, my business coach passed away after going through the exact same thing. In fact, both of their funerals were less than a week apart. It was really tough. and I still cannot believe they're gone. But here's what I do know. They would want me to move on and continue to honor them with the way that I run my life and my business. That being said, one of the biggest lessons I've learned from both of them is to hold myself to a much higher standard. We all like to hear validation when we do things great, but sometimes I didn't hear it. I believe it's because they knew deep down that I could do even better, but the lesson was very clear. I can always do better. It's okay to feel good about where you are, but don't let that stop you from moving to a higher level. So that being said, I would like to ask you, where can you level up and hold yourself to a higher standard today? Think about that and get an accountability partner or coach to help you. You will be so glad you did. No one can run this journey by themselves. With all this in mind, I'd like to introduce my guest. And before I forget, if you've not picked up my latest book, it's called uh, Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, Volume 2. It features some of the best interviews from this very show. It hit number one on Amazon in multiple categories, and I cannot wait for you to read that. You can pick it up on Amazon. You can get the paperback version or the Kindle version is still only 99 cents. You can't even shake a stick at that. Get it. It's it's less than a cup of coffee, way less than a cup of coffee. It's less than an appetizer. So 99 cents is a steal. This week, my guest is Tamara Hunter. Let me tell you about her. She's the president and co-founder of CB4L.org, which stands for Chemo Buddies for Life. It's a 501c3 nonprofit with the mission to end isolation during diagnosis, treatment, recovery, and the new normal life due to cancer. They just held their third annual Giving Tuesday, 36-hour streaming live Giveathon. The Tour of Love is now a weekly show airing on E360 TV every Sunday morning at 9 Eastern, noon, uh, 9 Pacific, noon Eastern, and it shares the message of and letting and betting fitting CB4L.org. Tamara also won the first Next Global Impactor competition in August of 2019. That's a competition that looks for people who are ready to take their message, cause, or mission to impact the world. It's a two-year title, and she's been actively working to change how we face cancer throughout the world. She's also the creator and host of the Service Hero Show, which I was honored to be a part of not too long ago. She's now in her third year and has honored over 500 Service Heroes so far. She's proudly 
join the E360 TV platform. And the show now airs live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern. She was also recently involved in a project and became a best-selling author of the book Mastering Our Mountains, which we will tend talk about for a little while. She also has her own monthly column in the Global Achievers magazine. She stays busy, 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 busy. So we have a lot to unravel today. So here we are with my very special and very busy guest, Tamara Hunter. How are you, Tamara? I am thrilled to be here with you. Absolutely. Uh, You know, and I want to say already what you have shared, Brian, I've been taking notes and, you know, always words of wisdom that you share. And I want to thank you for that. Oh, you're so very welcome. I appreciate that. So the very first question I like to ask is, did you envision early in your life that you would be where you are now? (laughs) That's a good question. That's a great question. Thank you. Yes and no. Uh, truthfully, uh, I I always knew that there was a, a large mission for me to to tackle in my life. I knew that from a very young age. And I used to tease with my brother. My brother and I used to pretend like we were uh, on air doing, you know, when we would be in a camping tent, mm. that we were a show. And so that piece of it feels very comfortable. A nonprofit to change the way cancer cancer is done, that I didn't see at a very young age. Mm -hmm. And yet a nonprofit, I was raised in a philanthropic family. So Mm -hmm. that feels comfortable. So the overall answer would be yes, in some areas, absolutely 100%. In some areas, I'm as floored as anybody else Mm -hmm. to know what I'm doing, yet grateful that I am. Wow. I usually also like to ask, what was your rock bottom moment and how did you get out of it? Ooh, that's a good one. Mm. Rock bottom. Okay. You know, I would say it was a series of moments that led up to what is discussed in the book, Mastering Our Mountains. I was in, I was a mother of, of, young children in a very dangerous domestic situation with with their father and had to make some really tough choices and that can be some of the darkest moments and i got out of it by reaching out to trusted people that would help me Mm -hmm. by having a lot of faith by realizing that my job as a mother was to protect these these you know these children that are now adults and so you know collaboration yet part of it was i couldn't know everything right so i had to have faith too i had to trust yeah yeah that can be really really difficult and i i would imagine there's on the one hand, I want to make this work, but on the other hand, you sometimes know when it's time to go. What would you say to somebody who maybe has the fear of unknown, the devil they think they know, they think is better than the devil they don't know, but that's not always true? Well, in my situation, it got to a point where I absolutely did work for a few years with, I was not an enabler. I I, I went, I reached out for help for the family to see if we could repair things. And when I realized that the 
the alternative, if I didn't leave, it got to a point where I realized I was in danger mm-hmm. and others in the family were too. Mm-hmm. Uh, there at that time, there, it wasn't a matter of if I could do anything else, those, those doors have been knocked on and walked through and everything that could have been done, I do believe was attempted. And there has to be a moment in time, especially in something that's this big, that, you know, the fear of the unknown is there yet the fear of if I don't do anything, will my children be without a mother? That is much bigger. And that's when it's time to say, okay, you know, jump, jump and whatever it is, you know, we'll get through it. And we did. Wonderful. I, I love that. So on a more global scale, did you have a lot of people around who you who sometimes will tell you you can't do that? <laughs> um, at what <laughs> at what stage and what are we talking about uh, on a global scale? Uh, I truthfully, anybody that knows me now just realizes, you know, it, uh, don't even say that she can't do anything because right. that's just going to challenge her. Uh-huh. Um, and and yet. I I probably am the one that at times would look at myself and say, what in the heck do you think that you're doing? Mm-hmm. Can you really pull this off and and then be able to say, OK, yes, jump again. You know, when when those moments arrive in your life that you do overcome the darkness, that you do go ahead and. And because you need to, there's a reason why, and you survive it. Yeah. That that's when you start to realize that, okay, got through this. We can yeah. get through the next thing. We can get yeah. through that next thing. And the more you have those opportunities to grow through challenges, mm-hmm. then you realize, okay. I probably won't have all the information or the answers. However, there are a wealth of people that do. And I, I'm really, I'm ready to show up. Let's, let's get a team to do this together. I always do everything I do in teams. That's great. So we've got a couple minutes or so to our very first break. I would love to ask, what great lessons did you learn early on that have served you later on? Well, one of the greatest ones is exactly what I was just sharing about the challenges. Life is going to happen and they can be huge or they can be small, but we're all going to be faced with challenges. And the thing I learned the most is to look at every challenge as an opportunity. And so I do. Yeah. Literally, that's what I do. That's it has served me well because each time I learn something new and then. I can share that knowledge with others. I love that view challenges as opportunities because I'll tell you what, the people who are real champions in life, they they look at it like that. You have to see what is possible instead of the thing that might stop you. So I, I love that. So before, as we go into break here in the next minute or so, I'd love to ask, what is your big why? Why do you do what you do? Oh, that's an easy one for me. Mm. Um, I have my why behind the why, my mom. My Mm. mom 
is my driving factor. And every single day I wake up because I couldn't be there for her. She faced mm-hmm. cancer her last year alone, and I won't let anybody else. Oh, it's tough to suffer like that by yourself. I certainly understand that. And I I know that with my dad passing, uh, the thing I, I, I have this I, I don't want my mom to be alone. I call her. Mm-hmm. I we, I make sure we talk twice a day, at least in the near term, just so that we can kind of get through this together, you know. But mm-hmm. no, I love that. You don't want your loved ones to be alone when they're going through something hard. We'll come right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. It's you ever check under the bed for monsters when you were a kid? That's what one man from Zimbabwe should have done. When Guy Whittle retired for the evening at the Humani Lodge where he works, He had no clue that an eight-foot crocodile was sleeping under his bed. He got out of bed to eat breakfast and heard one of the housekeepers scream. What's a word for the fear of reptiles? Herpetophobia. Mr. Whittle said that he had previously been sitting on the edge of the bed with his bare feet dangling just centimeters away from the 300-pound croc. Maybe crocodile noses aren't that sensitive after all. What's another word for smelly feet? Podhobramadrosis, to use a term from Shakespeare. These two were strange bedfellows. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.brianckwright.com for more information. Once again, that's brianckwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Tamara Hunter. And we have a lot to talk about. If you've not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, please do that. And oh, by the way, if you have Alexa, you can say, Alexa, play Success Profiles Radio and she'll do it for you. You'll hear the last episode automatically. How cool is that? So ask Alexa to hear hear Success Profiles Radio. You won't regret it. It'll be awesome and fun. I did that while I was on my hiatus. To my great surprise, I realized that Alexa will play my show. So, Tamara, I would like to ask you about Chemo Buddies for Life. This is your passion. This is your nonprofit. And your message is to help people with cancer realize that they're not alone. Tell us how this organization started and the story behind starting it. Mm, that's a good question. And it started because I heard those three words, you have cancer, it, a mm. chapter in my book of life. And, that, and during that time, 
my very first time I went for chemotherapy, I fell asleep and I woke up because someone woke me up and realized that I was having a severe allergic reaction. And that was the day that my whole life changed for the better. And I lived through it. Thank goodness. My throat was closing up and stuff like that. So they did what they needed to do and they saved me. And, and it gave the purpose of, of me going forward with a buddy. That person that woke me up was my, the daughter of my original buddy. So what happened was that we started the, the, the clinic actually put us together and they found that we were double trouble in the party bus. And every time we show up, they'd say, you raise the frequency of this clinic. And I'm like, what does that mean? Mm. And so bottom line is that they continued to set us up so that we had this relationship. Well, then a year and a half into our treatment and graduating, we had a big, huge party. And during that time is when a lot of things changed. And that was there was someone there that had smiled and was having fun. And it was the only time that they ever did that the clinic remembered. Mm. I don't know which one it was because of HIPAA laws. Well, then a half a year later, the nurses came to me and said, you know, we we need you to do something about this. We need you and your buddy to step up because the only time we ever saw one of the people that was at the graduation, we had a, a luau, you know, coconut bras on the chemo poles and, you know, the whole thing. You know, of course, it was a fun party. Um, and people wore their Hawaiian shirts. Well, a half a year later, my nurse said, when are you going to do something? I need to tell you one of the people that was at the party, the only one, the only time they ever saw her smile was that day. And she had just passed and she was not the sickest one in that oh. room. And they let me know that there was absolute need for what we're doing. Well, that's the why. So my doctor and nurses, they convinced us to start looking into it. Then my mom, I mentioned it before a break, my mom ended up with multiple myeloma. She lived in my home. She had pneumonia. I'm going through, I am going through treatment. And they had, basically, we had to be quarantined. She ends up in the hospital. <clears throat> can't come home because of other issues. And she ends up in, phys- in, in these rest home places where she was alone, isolated. No one there. No one could go because she ended up having super bugs. Mm. I couldn't do anything for her. She was in so much pain. She was crying out and it wasn't good. I found I could do something for others. And now my life is dedicated and devoted to see that no one has to face this alone and feel isolated and afraid. Wow. That's, that's amazing. It's a great mission. So, is creating a 501c3 complicated? What goes into that now? I know it's a lot different. I interviewed Frank Shankwitz on my show many years ago, and it was much easier then than it is now. That's a good question. You know, um, it depends on who you are, how hard it is. Because if you're detail-oriented and you have the capability of following directions, it's really not as more, it's not as difficult as you think it may be. Mm-hmm. However, the bottom line is you need to have 
really a great board, you have to know what your mission is and you need to know why you're doing your mission because what will end up happening is you're going to be tried in every single way you can be tried with a 501c3 and especially lately because of the COVID situation and everything changing, the game changed. And a lot of people were, you know, able to pivot. There are many that were not. And so in having really a defined message to know why you're going into a 501c3, then the paperwork piece of it, you know, either yourself or good people that you can trust. Um, so, you know, the, the bottom line is this, is that if you feel inspired to have a 501c3, to me, difficult or not, it doesn't really matter. There's always a way to find a way to win through anything. And Frank Shankwitz, amazing man, mm-hmm. amazing man, amazing mission. And one of my mentors And I will say this, is that now you think of Make-A-Wish, you know Make-A-Wish. You don't have to say, it can be anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. At some point in time, the same thing will be for the nonprofit that I am the co-founder of and current president. And that will be, if someone needs a buddy, they're going to know what people are talking about. Mm -hmm. That is what my commitment to the world is. That's why I ran for the impactor. Mm -hmm. So something is... You know, a nonprofit in the United States may be different than somewhere else in the world. I couldn't answer for that. However, truthfully, it's not as hard as you may think. You just need to be able to check into your state and start at at the state level, then go to get your, um, you know, go through the IRS and get your 501c3 status, your EIN number, and really really hone in on your message, your board, your mission. I love that. That's great. Let's talk about the tour of love. Mm. What is that about? Oh, it's groovy. Groovy, man. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we, uh, that's why we go with cb4l.org. We understand the power of words within our nonprofit. And when you're working with something like cancer, it's not like you want to be saying it all the time. You don't want to be, you know, really going there yet. You want to serve the people that you serve. Mm -hmm. And we say that we're serving with humor, hope, heart, hugs, and a whole lot of love. Well, we were in our group, in our chats. We do that daily. And we started talking about our last uh, big event for Giving Tuesday. It was our third annual And we knew we wanted something really cool. So we started troubleshooting it. And we thought, okay, we had declared 2020 to be the year of love. So then it was like, okay, well, let's go on the tour. And then it was the tour of love. Well, then one of our volunteers, she's a graphic artist. She came up with the image that became the cornerstone of what it is now that is known as the tour of love and the tour of love show. And it's all about raising the frequency of the world through love, supporting the mission of CB4L.org and pointing the light back at the mission. However, leading with the fact that boss, I mean, the bottom line is this, we all know that the epidemic that we currently in the world have been dealing with 
beyond COVID has been cancer. Mm. And we can change the way it's done. There's there's scientific facts. There's a lot of information there. We know this. However, how do we go about it? Well, we keep it simple. Keep it simple and have everybody join. And joining a tour of love, um, people can get behind that. Well, little did we know we'd be facing COVID. Well, we teamed with E360 TV platform and we did a 36-hour event. And um, it was our fundraiser for the CB4L.org nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And it was all in a 60s groovy flair. And, mm. and we did everything from having comedy to music to having all sorts of really cool stuff on this tour. And then we started, backed it up with the weekly Tour of Love show. What I do envision, and and many within the nonprofit do too, and that is once we no longer have COVID, where we can start gathering again, and be aware, guys, we will actually have a tour Mm -hmm. of love, and oh, will that be fun. Yeah, we've got a couple minutes minutes to our next break. How challenging is it to do a 36-hour live stream? (laughs) Challenging. In fact, truthfully, I think that this last year was going to be our last 36-hour live stream. I think we're going to change the format up a bit and and really learn from what worked and what was a huge challenge. Mm -hmm. Bottom line is we have the best volunteers within the nonprofit, within CB4L.org, and they all showed up. So... I'm really looking forward to this year's big event. It will look a little different, yet it's still going to be Tour of Love, baby, as we say. You know, groovy. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. As we go into the break, is there any way that we can still give if we want to? Oh, we would. We could really utilize the help. Yes. Um, you can. Right now, um, our website was actually hacked. And so we're just about back up and going and look for it in the next week or so. Go to cb4l.org. If you see the temporary sign up, please just go back. And here soon there'll be donation buttons there. And it's totally tax you know, um, deductible 501c3, cb4l.org. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for that. And we are coming back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Tamara Hunter. Please come back. We're going to discuss her book, Mastering Our Mountains, when we come back from the break. Please stay with us. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. 
If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. This is the Tokinet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Tamara Hunter. We talked about her nonprofit organization which is called cb4 the number four cb4l.org and it's to benefit those who are going through cancer and not want to do it alone and people should not have to suffer alone if they're going through something like that so you were part of a book called mastering our mountains which went to number one on amazon i love the idea behind this what is the main message I love this book, too. It was two years in the making. A lot of compilation books, chapter type books, they they're, you know, they're wonderful and and they always have pearls of wisdom. This one actually, it took a while for it to come together. And it it really I, I am so proud of this project. And it's all about how we all have mountains that we need to overcome and we can master them. And each one of the different chapters has someone, what their mountain was and how they mastered their mountain. And it just so happened that I would say, I think it's somewhere close to half of the book somehow has mastering our mountains in regards to cancer, you know, how one way or another touched by cancer and within our organization, we support not only the cancer patient, but also those people that love and support them. So that's yeah. basically everyone. And and so in this book, it has different perspectives from the support person, a patient, and, and then there's others. I mean, there's amazing stories, amazing stories. And yeah. basically yeah. that whatever it is that life is showing you and whatever mountain you're looking at, you can overcome it. Yeah. I've been a part of some collaboration books. It can be a really rewarding experience, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Cause if you don't think you have an entire book inside you or don't have time, you can contribute a chapter to a collaborative project and lots of, in fact, I'm probably going to be doing a couple of collaborative projects sometime this year. So, you know, reach out if you want to contribute a chapter to something that I may be doing, just email me, brian at brianckwright.com. I'd be glad to have a conversation with you about what that could look like. Let's talk about 
something that was really huge for you a couple of years ago. You were part of a competition called The Next Global Impactor, and you won. So tell us about this and why you entered this competition. Thank you for that question. The reason I came across it because of the fact that I was interviewed by one of the co-founders and he, he, at the end of the interview, he said, you know, you should look into this. And I had no clue what it was. Mm -hmm. And that was Lauren Harris and Mm -hmm. bathrobe moments. And so I looked into it and it was like, oh my goodness. Well, it had already started. I I kind of got into it a little later in the game. And the reason that I looked at it, it was because of the fact that it was kind of reality TV idea comes to cause having a passion, a purpose. It could be a for-profit company. It could be a nonprofit. It could be whatever it is, but that you have this cause, a passion to change the world and in having a platform to give you global you know exposure how would that make it happen and happen faster and more effectively and i've always known that the nonprofit cb4l.org was meant to be for everyone throughout the world no discrimination of geographics or any and so i thought okay this this could really help the the whole you know launching it getting it really going and so i went to my senior ambassador at the time and i said you know and we were small i said well you know this could really help us but it's going to be it's going to take a lot of energy it will take me away from some of the building of what we're doing right now the here and now however it will be more for the future and she just said to me you know honey Honey, you need to do this for our buddies. Mm-hmm. And so I entered I entered it and bottom line is that the night at Stan Mansion in Chicago, the greater Chicago land area, when they called out the impactor's name, my name was the name that was called out and that's when the work started. Mm. There was a lot of work to win. There really was. It was nine months of amazing amounts of work. Yet, that was, (laughs) it it started once I won. Yeah, yeah. And no looking back was one of the best things I had ever done. What goes on behind the scenes of a competition like this? Oh, a lot. A lot. I mean, it was the very first year. That yep. they had ever done it. So I will always remain the very, you know, the first. There yeah. will be another impactor at some point. They're yeah. they're preparing for this second season. Mm-hmm. However, you know, whenever you're in the first season of anything, you're going to have things that are working really well. And you're going to have the things that are huge mm-hmm. drama points. Yeah. We had our share of drama. We yeah. did. I am not a drama seeker, nor do I really even participate in it. So... Right. You know, I, um, I'm, I'm the kind of person that, okay, if there's a problem, let's figure out a way to fix it, or I'm just going to like go around it, over it, under it, whatever. I'm not going to dwell on it if there's not something I can do to make it better. And the thing that I really appreciated about this program was that when there were those moments that we could make it better, they were open to hearing about it. 
and they did. Mm -hmm. They did make some changes midstream to make it, a, a, you know, the playing field a little bit fair, a lot of different things. The bottom line is this, any and all people that were involved really got to know, you get to know yourself, you get to learn your organizational skills, you get to learn a lot of different um, other skills, because that's what this was all about. What is it like to be a global impactor? What kind of skills do you need to know? What kind of energy do you need to commit? And that's what they put us through. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love that. Did you think you could win? Oh, well, let's just put it this way. I entered with a video saying I am the next impactor. Okay. <laughs> and I said it every single day. Wow. And many people even say the reason you did win, Tamara, is that there was never a question in my mind if I was going to win. Mm -mm, mm. Never. It was I and I knew I would win even if I didn't have the trophy, even if yeah. my name wasn't the one called out. Right. My intention was to join and to win for the nonprofit, to win for our cause. Yeah. If I won the title, that to me was not as important as winning for the cause. Yeah, absolutely. So now that the competition has been over for a while, what have you been doing as a result of this? Because, I mean, your passion project is your nonprofit. So how have you been using this platform to advance your cause? It immediately gave us our nonprofit. It gave us recognition on an international level right off the bat. We mm. were in two international magazines where we were featured on the cover, uh, the, you know, full layout of the win. And then what, what is it that is my passion project, the buddies, you know, and then from there, it, it started to open up more and more doors of opportunity to get our message out there. Now we have people, I, we have buddies throughout the world. We have followers uh, throughout the world. We, we are preparing to uh, really start once COVID's over and such. You know, my vision is that we will really start impacting more areas of the world that we haven't been able to really get a stronghold in. However, we are international mm -hmm. and we, we were, by the time I joined, we were nearly in every state in the United States, but I don't know that we were in every one. We didn't have a real strong international presence though. I knew we would. Now we have a very strong international presence. Yeah. That's wonderful. So let me ask you this. In those moments in your life, whether it's now or whenever, when you have doubt creeping up on you, how do you deal with it when it comes up for you? First of all, I acknowledge the fact that we all will have doubt because we're human. Yes. It's considered human nature. However, mm -hmm. my nature is one where my whole entire life has prepared me for this period of time. I was a bubble child. I couldn't go out in the sun. I couldn't speak when I was younger where people could understand me, you know, years and years of a bunch of different things gave me those opportunities, those challenges, and then opportunities to realize that everything in life 
is going to give us those challenges. And so when those moments happen, which they do, I will, I will acknowledge the fact that I am experiencing this moment. And then I'm going to, I always ask myself, why am I experiencing it? Mm -hmm. Am I supposed to learn something? Is there something that's that maybe I'm not acknowledging that I'm not giving credence to that I'm not focusing on whatever it may be, because oftentimes I feel that we get these, you know, um, unconscious cues of saying, okay, yes, you've got something to deal with Tamara. Why aren't you dealing with it? And then Mm -hmm. that creeps up an opportunity to grow and, and then deal with it. And I do believe in teams. So if I don't have the tools for whatever it is that I need to fix, I go out and find the people and ask for help. I love that. That's really fantastic. We've got less than two minutes to our next break. I want to ask you how important gratitude is for your journey. I believe in it so much that it's a part of my daily practice. I am, I acknowledge every day what I'm grateful for. I acknowledge people that I am grateful for their service. And that's why I have a show dedicated to it. Um, I, every single ounce of me is grateful to be alive. Every single day I recognize gratitude. Yeah. I love that. We're coming up against our final break. I cannot believe how quickly this show is going. We're having a ton of fun. In our (laughs) final segment, we're going to ask Tamara about her show, The Service Hero Show. She's interviewed amazing people. I've been honored to be included on her program, and she's got a really fantastic mission. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the importance of mentoring others. We'll talk about the importance of having a positive mindset and how you set up your day. We'll talk about a lot of different things (laughs) as we come down the stretch. And so we will come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We're going to come right back on the other side. And again, if you have not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, please do it. And of course, you can ask Alexa to play Success Profiles Radio for you. We'll come right back. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. From the heartland of the United States with quality programming, this is Tokinet Radio. It's Marching Have you ever had a really bad haircut from a barber or stylist? I mean, so bad it looks like you cut your own hair. What's the word for a person who does cut their own hair? 
an autotonsorialist. And there's a word for a person who has never had a haircut. He would be called an acercicomic. How many hairs are there in your head anyway? If you're blonde, about 150,000. Brunette, 100,000. Or redhead, 60,000. One out of every 14 women in the United States is a natural blonde. Some people avoid getting their hair cut because they're afraid they'll get not padded. That's what it's called when your hair is cut too short. Why do shampoo instructions say, lather, rinse, repeat? If you did this, would you ever be able to stop? It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Tamara Hunter. We've been talking about her nonprofit organization that benefits those who have cancer. We've been talking about her win as the next global impactor and how she's using that to advance the cause that she has, that she holds near and dear to her heart. And next, I'd like to ask about the Service Hero Show. And by the way, if you've not subscribed to Success Profiles Magazine, that's my monthly publication, uh, which is loosely based on Success Profiles Radio. And the March issue is getting ready to come out very, very, very shortly um, due to some things in my personal life that I alluded to at the beginning of the show that delayed things a little bit. But uh, it's coming out very, very shortly. I can't wait for you. Go to successprofilesmagazine.com and you can pick which subscription option you'd like. There's an annual, there's a monthly, and there's an unlimited pay once and never pay again. And you get access to the entire vault of issues that have been done all the way back to 2017. So Tamara, tell us about the Service Hero Show. You've got amazing people in your show. I've been honored to be included. What is it? What is your mission? I love that show. I love it. It, You know, it's 365 days of awesome. Celebrate success through service. And I was challenged to 365 days of awesome. And uh, at the time, I, I was new to social media. I didn't even know how to go live. And the idea was to have content. And I was at a summit as the president and co-founder of the nonprofit. And they're like, you need some content. And I knew that I did. So I thought, okay, what do I need to learn? I needed to learn to go live. So of course I'm going to do that. Well, little did I know how much the service hero show, and it wasn't a show at the time. It was 365 days of awesome celebrate success through service. I I would highlight a service hero or service concept. And in the very beginning, I didn't even know how to bring on a guest. I was challenged. It took me 62 days to do that. And yet, the bottom line is now, over 500 shows later, we share inspiring stories of those that are inspiring others. And the reason for the show, (laughs) surprise, is that all roads in my life lead back to the buddies. And so we, we are able to share inspiring stories. And oftentimes, one of my buddies, it's exactly the story they need to hear so that they'll get through maybe a treatment, maybe they'll get through a rough night, maybe whatever it may be. Many of them will go and watch the shows back to back to back. And 
they're uplifting they're and they're real real stories real people really doing something small big huge any and all wow now a, yeah, yeah I, I, I love it i love the show that's amazing how did you get distribution for this you know in the very beginning it was <laughs> i went live on facebook <laughs> oh and 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 that in itself was was tough well for me i had no social media skills i you know i had been underground for a long time because of domestic violence and so you yeah. know uh, for me to be doing this now you know years later uh actually i was uh invited to be a part of the e360 tv platform and now that is how we distribute the show Yes. And um, I, I'll tell you how exciting that is, because we now have the ability to touch people with this show and with these inspiring messages throughout the world. Mm -hmm. As simple as turning on the Internet, going to Roku, going to Apple TV, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And think of all the people that we can change their lives because of an inspiring story showing up at the right moment. I love that. That's great. How has having this show impacted your business and your cause? It was the first brand that took off. Mm. Truthfully, CB4L.org or Chemo Buddies for Life wasn't, I mean, it started from nothing mm. and it didn't gain its wings real fast. I thought it would, it didn't. Mm. What surprised me was Service Heroes. Service Heroes became the bigger brand. Yeah. And it took the lead for a while. Now, the, those two brands have kind of taken, you know, sometimes this one might be, sometimes that one might be the front, mm -hmm. you know. And now we've got a couple of other brands that have gone through. But the bottom line is that to have something that has true integrity attached yeah. to it. Yeah. You can't go wrong with that because no. what it does is it brings integrity to all brands if you're protecting the brand well. Yeah, and when you have more than one brand, you can cross-pollinate them and, exactly. and cross-promote. That's so amazing. One thing I love about your show, and it's still one of my favorite experiences on someone else's show, is you treated it like a this is your life kind of show. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you surprised me on mm -hmm. several occasions by the red carpet treatment you gave to me. So listen to the Service Hero Show. It's really phenomenal. It's amazing. And you can hear it three times a week. Is that right? Yeah, you can watch it or hear it. Yes, yes, It's you can watch it. We do a lot with video. Yes, three yes. times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, noon live, noon Pacific, three o'clock in the afternoon Eastern. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful. Let's talk about the importance of mentoring others because I know this is really important to you. Yes. Yes. In fact, it's one of the most important things to me. My background, I was a, a second generation headhunter, and I know how important it is to be able to have, if you will, your toolbox. And some people call it a resume, some people skill level, you know, mindset even. We all can better ourselves every single day that we show up grateful for the day and 
especially when you have a nonprofit that you are serving others and you're asking for help. Well, by golly, why? Why will they show up? Maybe there's an emotional attachment. I believe that one of the reasons that a lot of our volunteers come and then they fall in love with what we're doing. Mm -hmm. They do. But in the beginning, they're going to learn something. I make sure of it. I get to know, I'm a recruiter by background headhunter. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to get to know them. I'm going to, I want to know what is it that they know right now? What is it? Where do they want to go? Where do they want to go with their life? And then to create those opportunities for them to, to go forward. And these are the, the volunteers and then, you know, learn and grow and have a safe to fail environment mm-hmm. with the, like the service hero show. I encourage people to, to cross pollinate with other service heroes. Yeah. You know, I want them. I vetted them in a way, you know, um, my stamp of approval. Yes, it is like, this is your life honoring people and we always make it fun and and there's Mm -hmm. always a surprise element to it something that people can trust they're they're going to be pleasantly surprised we hope and the 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 fact here then is then my hope is at some point people will say okay i really would like to be able to learn this or work with someone that has this Mm -hmm. and having service heroes be able to work together it's huge and then they then want to help benefit the nonprofit that the show supports, you know, and and so uh, because I've never asked for affiliate fees, nothing, nothing. If someone feels in their heart that they want to give to the nonprofit because of something that they've maybe gone into business with someone, many people have done those kind of things, then great. We will put it to good use. Mm-hmm. We will help others benefit from them benefiting and this is what drives you know i love it I, you know yeah. I, my boat can float all day long on this stuff because wow. i love 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 seeing people grow into their better selves fantastic we've got about three minutes to the end how do you set up your day for success i believe in um I'm I'm an old fashioned Franklin Daytimer person. Yeah. And yeah. And I every Sunday night or, you know, or the weekend sometime I look at the next week and I'm always thinking out at least four weeks in advance. I'll have a rough draft. Then I will go on Sunday and then I'm going to go, you know, kind of line for line for line, making sure that I know that I've got areas covered. If I don't, then I can reach out to others. So I block. I'm a big block time blocker. Uh, I don't have notifications on just about anything, Mm -hmm. you know, so that that works for me and against me. Some people are like, I was trying to get hold of you. Well, I will get there because I time block and I'm dedicated to at least touch every single area at least once or twice a day. Mm -hmm. However, I may not know at that very moment in time that it's, uh, you know, that there's a, an immediate desire to talk. And yeah. that is what helps me to be able to get as much done as I get done. Fantastic. Here's a fun question I've started asking people lately. You were getting ready to attack the Death Star. You were on your final approach. What song are you cranking? Oh, that's an easy one. 
we are the champions by Queen. Can't you just hear it? Okay, yeah, let's yep. blast that one. <laughs> Wonderful. I love it. If you could talk to the 18-year-old version of yourself, what would you tell her? Never give up. Never give up. Every challenge is an opportunity for growth. Look for the opportunity. Look for the growth. And know you've got this. No matter what, you've got it. Fantastic. And the question I ask everyone toward the end, who inspires and motivates you? My mom. My mom. My mom was an amazing soul, a first-generation headhunter. She was, wasn't perfect, but she was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. She never gave up, nor will I. Fantastic. And on that note, tell us how we can find you. How can we vibe with you and try with you? You know, the easiest way is my name, Tamara with three A's, L, like love, hunter.com. All brands are there through portals and such things. That's the easiest way. I'm on all social media, Tamara L. Hunter. Fantastic. Tamara, thank you for being here. This was fun. It was a joy to have you here and to have you share your message with us today. Thank you. You are amazing. Your heart is as as amazing as you are. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you so much. And thanks all of you for listening to Success Profiles Radio. Join us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where I interview another world-class achiever and learn what they did, what they overcame, and the lessons we can learn along the way. Until then, have a wonderful week, everyone. Again, you can listen to the replay at successprofilesradio.com. You can join us on iTunes. You can have Alexa or Siri or Google Assistant or whoever play Success Profiles Radio. See you next week. Goodbye. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. We'll have guests that will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. If you've ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living, then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join us again next week for more Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright.